your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts Russ. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm in the studio alone today. Karen Cassian is away. I'm actually not alone because I have a very nice guest with me here today, Tiffany Monk. Good morning, Tiffany. Good morning, Noreen. So nice to have you. You're quite an accomplished artist, I can tell already, in many disciplines. Because I first saw your work at um, the Partners Hall in the Algonquin Theatre as part of Let Us Introduce You. And that was very interesting. What I the work I want to come back to that work there because uh, I really liked it. And more recently, you've been in the Huntsville Public Library. That's right. Yeah, had some a show of tapestries in the public library. That's rug hooked. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Have Have you uh, enjoyed your time in Huntsville Public Library? That uh, show because it's coming to an end. Right? It is in a couple of days. It'll be coming down. So, um, but yeah, it's been a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, I attend the library on a regular basis for books, so it's nice to see work there, too. <laughs> and how did you find out about the Huntsville Art Society's uh, association with the Huntsville Public Library? Um, their newsletter, actually. They often put out calls for artists involved in the society to show there and the hospice center as well. So I took the opportunity to do that. It must have felt okay for you because I know that you volunteer now to help Christina McBean to do some installations. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that opportunity and just helping other artists to put their work up and organizing that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't your first solo show or is it your first solo show? I mean, it's your first solo show in Huntsville, but have Correct. you done solo shows before? Um, I have. It has been quite some time. Um, I think my last solo show was in Vancouver, probably about 15 years ago. <laughs> it's been quite some time. And what kind of work did you show at that time? Uh, it was mostly illustrations at that time and some acrylic paintings. And you've sort of morphed from that uh, moment. In, uh, but let's go back, actually, to your beginnings. Uh, where were you born? Um, I was born in Manitowoc, Ontario, actually, so quite far north, <laughs> close to Wawa there. Um, then shortly after that, grew up in Cobalt, Ontario. Uh-huh. Um, went to high school in North Bay, and then was 17, I moved to Toronto. On your own? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was courageous. It was. It was difficult, but it was, uh, it was a leap of faith. <laughs> and what did you do in terms of art in Toronto? Uh, well, originally when I got there, I was attending the, um, well, I'm going to forget the name of it. It's a, an arts program at a high school there. Um, like a, a, a dedicated arts program? Yes. Dedicated school? Yes. School it's of like, the arts kind of thing? Exactly. Right in downtown or the annex area. Um, I attended that program. Avenue Road School? Was it? No, it wasn't. No. Avenue. It was, um, oh my gosh, I'm just, It'll come it's to escaping you. me. Yes, <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but I was there for almost a year um, and then had to make some changes just to um, make a living basically right. at that age. And so how did you make a living? Um, I started working, I think, at a, well, originally at a record store in downtown on Queen Street. So I did that for a short period of time. And then I was, went back to school. Um, I think at that time it was Humber College. I attended uh, just a general arts program and then started working as a in a pet stop, pet shop store, <laughs> downtown Toronto. So I did that. Uh, I managed there for about five years. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> 
And I know that you got into something more interesting in my mind, uh, which was more regular work, I would say, as a pathologist assistant. How yeah. did that come about? Yeah. Um, well, that was further down the road. So I did, after the pet shop, I did social work um, in Toronto for a while, mostly working with teenagers at risk. And then um, I decided to move to Vancouver for a few years and see what that was all about. And there I found a program called Autopsy Technician. And so I did the program and then moved back to Toronto where I was able to get a job as a pathologist assistant. And you did that for quite some time. It was about 10 years I worked in the forensic department there. Um, And so, yeah, that was quite... I know we have a lot of illusions about what that means. <laughs> yes, a lot of TV shows. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Too many TV shows. But did, was it interesting work for you? Did you find it fascinating? But was it yeah also difficult? Um, it was difficult in different capacities, but I am um, I loved the work. It was very challenging and rewarding. Um, I was surprisingly as odd as it sounds, very good at it. <laughs> so um, it was sort of. I just found my groove there. And uh, yeah, I can't even begin to explain how much I've learned, what I've seen. Are you still doing that work here? Uh, Unfortunately, no, because there's not the opportunity to do it up here. Um, But I have found work doing similar stuff with a tissue program. So it's called Trillium Gift of Life, and they do tissue donation for Ontario. That's terrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really interesting work, I would say. Mm -hmm. I think it probably informs what you do as an artist, too. Definitely taking a lot of inspiration from that work. Um, I have to admit, a lot of it is a little bit darker. Yes. So I try not to bring too much of that into the work, but, um, you know, just using it as an inspiration and ideas around connection between people, how we treat each other, and what can happen in our lives. I can see that. And I'm going to talk about a couple of works in a moment, but have you always been a creative person? I would say... I've always tried to be. Yes, as a as a child, I I loved coloring and spent a lot of time doing that. Um, my mom always encouraged me and my brother to be creative. Uh, we would build things, spend a lot of time outside in nature. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been something that's been part of my life for a long time. And I went to school hoping to um, grow with that, but. I found education, art education for me when I was younger specifically was very difficult and and um, it didn't work for me. Then. I mean, I would have learned a lot more technique had I stuck with it, but at the time I made the decision to leave and yet I've continued on with creating. So have you been teaching yourself to some degree? I would say so, yeah. I mean, most of the time I just get ideas and I just want to learn how to do those things and how to produce them myself so and a lot of times the ideas that I come up with I just try to decide on what medium would best reflect those ideas so it starts with the ideas Mm, yes because I want to talk a bit about those ideas um uh, in terms of what you showed at let us introduce you that was mostly illustrative kind of ink work right that's correct on paper what's the importance of white space yeah um I do love a lot of space in my work. Uh, I think a lot of times the ideas that I come up with and evolve from either color or shape. And um, because I, perhaps I'm without even thinking about it, I, I think we live in a very busy, loud world, right? And so when 
I want to create art, it's trying to be a little bit calmer. I think and space can really bring that in for me. And yet you might have a sort of element of movement like Crash of Rhinos, mm-hmm. which has, uh, you know, uh, definitely energy in it. Uh, so, but there's space around it. Mm-hmm. And, and there, it makes you wonder as a viewer, I think, like, what, why? What's mm-hmm. going on here? <laughs> did you have an idea about this? How did that one arrive at? Um, that was your poster image. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I had made a few other similar drawings with animals. Uh, one was a possum. And yeah, I th- I thought, well, especially with animals, they're so full of energy in life that that was a way of showing, demonstrating that. Um, and the empty space, I think, is just as important as what is actually taken up. And I, I think that in life as well as my art. I would say for the other one that I particularly was uh, interested in was use, losing you. Mm, the chairs. Uh, the, there's, so these two, there's three chairs, two chairs together and at a distance, one other chair. On the edge is sort of um, a lacy textile. Uh, and I know that you're interested in textile, so that drew my attention. Mm. But the, there's kind of a connection between the two chairs or at a distance from the other chair by a kind of an unraveling uh, piece of uh, yarn, I mm-hmm. suppose, and it's called losing you. Mm-hmm. And I really got a sense of something, someone or somebody who would have sat in that chair being left out or um, choosing to move away. It, what was the, the image that you wished people to get from that? You mean you've, you've got it right there. Uh, I think it was just a, a comment on relationships in general through life, whether they're friendships, family, uh, romantic relationships that, you know, there comes a time that occasionally you move away from people whether it's meant to be or you like purposeful or just accidental so you know and throughout my life I've had those moments and it was just a time where I really needed to express that well I'm going to take a moment now we're going to take a break and come back and talk more about your art maybe we'll talk a bit about rug hooking absolutely (laughs) we'll be right back with Tiffany Monk on Arts R Us by Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell, and I'm pleased to have in the studio with me today Tiffany Monk, a multidisciplinary artist I would describe her you as. <laughs> and we were talking about your different techniques and I w- am interested in the show that was in the Huntsville Public Library and it's uh, rug hooked. How did you come to rug hooking? Um, I think rug hooking started... They're, well, they're hangings, I might say. They're not yes. actually rugs. Yes, I think they're a little bit too slippery for rugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, again, my grandmother was always a knitter. I tried to learn from her, but it just never stuck, unfortunately. But I always enjoyed working with my hands with material. So whether it was wool or um, thread, that type of thing, sewing. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's quite an older medium, the rug hooking. And uh, I've seen some throughout history and just the details. Sometimes it's amazingly beautiful. And I love the textile, like the actual And when you're working with wool, it's wonderful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when I was... When I was younger, I went to Mexico for um, quite some time and I learned how to weave in Mexico. Um, So working with, you know, natural wool, learning how to dye it and traditional weaving there. And it was a life changing experience for me. But the works that you have on display are not your traditional kinds of works, except maybe pinwheel Mm -hmm. as sort of more on that light. But the others all have a message, I would say. 
I'm thinking about Hustle, which is mm. a uh, kind of a long uh, luxury car of some sort, maybe late, not late model at all, but uh, and and the background being arrows sort of in one direction, which makes you feel like there's a hurry. Mm. But what what brought Hustle to your mind? Well, that was actually uh, inspired just by the 70s. You know, I was I was born in the late 70s and uh, the imagery from that time has just always really been attractive to me. The colors, the patterns. Um, and yeah, I mean, who doesn't love the look of an old car, right? I mean, <laughs> classic. <laughs> so there's some other works in there that are also kind of intriguing as well, which are um, uh, veins. <laughs> mm, yeah. Very simple work. Yes. Very simple work. But I thought, is that informed by your work? <laughs> Yeah, so that was work. <laughs> absolutely um, hard, inspired by uh, doing autopsies, but also just in comparison to nature as well. So it's very much involving nature too, like trees and that kind of thing. And yeah. I, my favorite was Please Sit. Oh, the chair. Because, yeah. yes, there's another chair, uh, mm-hmm. very done very beautifully with shadowing and shading on it. So it looks three-dimensional in a way. And in front is kind of a mesh. And it's telling you to please sit, but you can't. Yes. So that was that, was that attention that you wanted in there? Yeah, that's, a, that's actually my first tapestry that I ever did um, complete. So, you know, that's, I've never really thought too much about the meaning of it. I just have always really liked the image of chairs. <laughs> I know I like them myself, but uh, but this one is making me okay. Like when you go to a museum or something, and they have the the mm-hmm. thread across the chair, and it's an ancient chair, so you can't sit on it. Says, mm-hmm. You know, but you want to because the chair invites you to sit. And, Absolutely, but you can't. There's this tension. Kind of. And I guess there's a, in regards to art in general. In that way, is that there's always sort of this idea that you know it's off limits, you can't touch it, and I really tried to move against that, especially mm-hmm. with textile art because. As much as it can be fragile, sometimes it's to me, it's meant to be touched and and felt. Um, So, you know, being invited to do that, I think, is a nice opportunity. And there's one final piece, or actually, it's the piece that's next to your biography. And it's um, a a cloth tapestry with a little animal, a kind of a mousy. It's a gerboa. What is it? A gerboa. Jerboa. <laughs> yes. Uh, is that a real animal? It is, actually. They're like little mice, but they can jump like, 10 feet high from well, the ground. Well, it has They're long amazing. feet and big ears, and, but it's entirely beaded. Yes. So this is a new kind of uh, technique that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You work, could you talk a bit about this? Yeah. So beading, I started doing, oh, it's been a little while. I used to, I've done some work with another person where they did paintings, and then I would add beads to the work. <clears throat> excuse me and um it sort of developed from there and again it's a very meticulous type of work but i find it very meditative which i love <laughs> and um i actually had a question do you mm-hmm. find it meditative <laughs> I absolutely absolutely do um and i don't know what it is is i think at the end of it when i've completed it i just i love touching it i think the textile um, like part of it is just very relaxing for me well, it's certainly um, impressive as, uh, when you consider the amount of work on it as well. And I've seen some other works and you're working towards a show at the end of this year in Partners Hall. You have That's been right. confirmed as the December artist, mm-hmm. I'm happy to say. And will they mostly be beaded works at that time? Yes. So they were going to be, there will be all beaded works and maybe a couple of sculptures that involve beads as well. That's so interesting. 
Before that, though, your next show, right, almost right away in April, is the one that uh, you're participating with the Huntsville Art Society, other members at the Canada Summit Center Atrium, Art Atrium. And this is a different kind of space just to show in as well, for sure. But you've picked a different medium altogether. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Could you talk about that, please? Yeah. So for that show, there'll be two acrylic pieces, um, and they're very colorful and strong images of hands. And they remind me very much of the graphics of the 70s. Mm. I actually remember taking a piece of uh, fabric that had a graphic on it and felt and framing it and hanging it on our wall. It was sort of harvest colors. And that was one of our early pieces of art, you know. Lovely. And so it very much reminded me of this, uh, you know, sort of thing. But it also it has, again, evo- evokes a, a thought or a meaning and one that's called war. Mm-hmm. And the other one called Promises. So I, I want to see them, but Promises I really could see because you had the hands, which are ink. Are they ink or are they? They're paint. It's just paint? acrylic paint. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you're very, very dexterous with the <laughs> small, fine line. Anyway, beautiful hands connected and holding each other. That one I could I get, but I didn't understand war. Yeah. So that's an image. It wasn't complete at the time, but it's complete now. And it's um, two hands in a thumb war. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I got. <laughs> I'll be make. I'll make sure to go over there and look at them when they're hung on the, after April fourth. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. That's wonderful. Uh, have you been inspired other artists on your journey in art? I mean, uh, I can't even begin to start. I was very in- inspired by Picasso when I was younger. Um, his Cubism period was something that was very striking to me, um, and also uh, lots of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, print. Printmaking was also very inspirational for me. Um, but lately, I think, yeah, just very detailed work. Um, like when it comes to painting or beading or um, any type of work, very simple, but Well, pen and detailed. ink is also very detailed as well for mm-hmm. you. I, I think it shows a lot of powers of observation. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. I find like I'm always drawn to very detailed stuff, and and but I find for my work it ends up being simplified quite a bit. So I try to portray an idea, but sim- very simplified version of that. So do you have some place you can work, like a studio? I do. I've actually built my own studio uh, where I live in Katrine, and that's where I create my work. And your studio has an unusual name. Yeah, I decided to name it Liminal Studios um, just because it's, I always feel like I'm sort of in between something or other moving from one medium of art or one job, that kind of thing, into another. I've actually moved a lot throughout my life, so it's kind of, it all makes sense to me in that way. I thought that might be where what it meant. Yeah. I, I had to actually look up the word. I saw it used many times, but never really understood it. It sort of could be at the edges as well as, of things mm-hmm. or in a transition between things. So mm-hmm. it's a very useful name, very good name for a studio. I would yeah, say. I, I really, it really spoke to me when I saw it a few times and I just, it stuck with me and I thought, well, I like that, you know. What are you working on in your studio at present? Um, well, I'll be studying a couple of sculptures. Uh, coming up. Uh, what do you mean by sculpture? Like small form things? Yes. Uh, so okay. very small sculptures, um, just using clay, uh, nothing too technical. Uh, it would be nice to be able to use like a, a kiln and that kind of thing, but I don't have <laughs> that yet. Um, but yeah, very small sculptures. I just paint them after and melt them. So yeah, so that's kind of the next 
project other than finishing some beadwork for the mm-hmm. show this year. And your beadwork will be on, there will be hangings? That's correct. Yeah. And what do you use as your back, uh, your substrate kind of thing? Well, I just hang them off um, doweling, dowels. Um, they're it- very rough edges. As I don't know if you've seen any, yes. but um, they're very incomplete in regards to framing. But, and I've, you know, a lot of people have suggested I should frame them and that would look more professional, but there's something that speaks to me about sort of just leaving things raw, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I'm, I'm just going to stick with that, I think. <laughs> uh, so we know that about your show in December. Will you also apply to the June member show? Oh, absolutely. And maybe, Any put opportunity. Your name, <laughs> maybe put your name out for Art Crawl in June as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Festival I've, of the Arts. <laughs> yes, I've been here. I've been seeing a little bit about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that as well. I think you've been making a deliberate effort to be out there this year with, with Let Us Introduce You. I feel like you're being introduced to Huntsville and the art world here. Uh, is that intentional? Yeah, I've definitely, I moved up here a few years ago with the intention of focusing more on my artwork and it just hasn't quite happened yet um, due to other responsibilities. But this year I decided to just take that time, you know, and make the effort to really try to progress as an artist. Has your art been a good um, balance with your working life? Oh, you're uh, absolutely. And it's necessary for me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, I think people should pay attention I think you have a voice. I think you have things, your thoughts coming out across uh, through your art. I think that's what people, in, is that what you intend for a viewer? To, I mean, it, you know, communicating is always sort of, I think, at the at the heart of art and yeah. any kind of art. Um, so, of course, that's, that's what I would like to do. Um, and it's always lovely to hear if people enjoy my work, whether it's just visual or if in deeper meaning for them. But um, yeah, that's, that's the goal. Is there a way where people can find out more about your work? I guess they can go to the art atrium. They can. And um, I, I know I don't really have much of a social media presence at this time. I'm working on it, uh, but and I'm also very open to people visiting my studio up in Katrine. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are now with that. <laughs> okay. We'll look for, for more from you. Thank you very much for coming in, Tiffany. Oh, thank you so much. Us. It was a pleasure. to do the events without Karen today and uh, I will try and do a good job with both the performing arts and the visual arts in Huntsville, Muskoka area. Um, I'm just first going to start about April 5th. Th- actually, this uh, this announcement is as of air date, April 2nd, 2023. But on April 5th, we have the YWCA fundraiser called She Talks Muskoka, an evening with Anna Maria Tremonti. And this is a really important fundraiser for the YWCA because they don't have any core funding. So I recommend that people go and listen to an abilus, absolute fabulous um, interviewer, Anna Maria Tremonti. On Friday, April 7th, Muskoka Rock Choir, Hope Springs Eternal, is performing. They're beginning one concert in Huntsville and one in Bracebridge. This is 80 Voices Choir. I think that'll be a very interesting thing as well. The ACDC show is on at the theater on Saturday, April 15th. I personally will look at, be looking forward to Real Alternatives showing of the movie I Like Movies on Monday, April 17th. The Huntsville Festival of the Arts is uh, sort of wrapping up its winter season with Jesse Cook, uh, winter into spring, at the, on Saturday, April 2nd, 22nd rather. I have my ticket for that. Uh, absolutely fabulous guitarist. And soon the Huntsville Festival of the Arts will be launching its summer season. 
uh, look for that. Uh, the Huntsville Theatre Company has a movement workshop at More Than Just Art on Monday, April 24th. They're doing What's on Tap, Fiesta Latina at Canvas Brewing on Saturday, April 15th. And an interesting thing, uh, this is another uh, nice collaboration with Huntsville Public Library. Huntsville Theatre Company is presenting Great Gatsby, It's Murder. It's a 1920s murder mystery, an interactive one, and dressing up is encouraged <laughs> on Saturday, April 29th. And I would say don't forget um, uh, more than just art for art classes, but I'm also going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the art world. We know that currently on, on uh, view is um, ten Extensions of Light, and these are works by Carolyn Butson, and her show uh, goes from March 30th to April 26th. The opening reception is on April 1st, so that's open to the public. And I, will, I mentioned, and I'm going to repeat the, what I was talking about earlier, which is Colors of Our Soul. This is the show of the Huntsville Art Society in the Art Atrium and the Canada Summit Centre. And it's on until July the 4th. Uh, at Chapel Gallery, of course, they have their life drawing classes every Thursday. And they have on Tuesday evenings um, portrait drawing. So please check out Muskoka Arts and Crafts and look for their spring show. And lastly, I'm going to talk about the poetry workshop presented at the Chapel Gallery uh, in cooperation with Muskoka Arts and Crafts. It's Sarah Rogers who's doing this little workshop. She's already been on doing workshops for them for writing. So and that takes place on April 22nd at 1 o'clock till 4 o'clock. So there's lots to do and there'll be more to do as the season turns into spring and summer. And I just want to say there's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We are Muskoka. Muskoka.